Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right in to today's message. If you brought your Bibles, let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. This is not going to be where we're going to land for the duration of today's talk, but it is going to be uh, just kind of setting it up. Ephesians chapter 4, and I'm going to read 14, 15, and 16. This is the NIV translation. It simply says this, Then, everybody say then. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people deceitfulness of people you ever met anybody that's crafty and deceitful and cunning beware people who are cunning and craftiness uh, and deceitful in scheming verse 15 instead speaking the truth in love everybody say truth in love this word is truth but it must be delivered to you in love not condemnation Because condemnation never changed anybody other than for you to do an about face, walk out of here, and never darken the doors of a church ever again. But when truth is, is, is delivered to you in love, it can change your life forever. Amen. Instead, speaking the truth in love, I love this. This is, this is the key right here to, to where we are going to be. We will grow to become in every aspect excuse me, in in every respect, the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Everybody say, we will grow to become. So we've been in this series um, probably since January. We've kind of just been dealing with the topic of having a vision for your life, being able to see where you're going. Now I can see what, why the Holy Spirit said what he did about you've got to see that thing changed. Because if you don't see it, you're not, you, don't, you don't know how to believe for it. If you just throw it up there and go, well, I hope it does, I hope it changes. No, you got to see that thing change so you know how to pursue after the heart of God for your life regardless of what, how things shake out. God wants to change you. Amen? And so, so today, last week was, was part one of the future you or becoming the future you. So today, uh, I want to speak part two, becoming what you believe. It's important that you believe so that you can then become. Last week, I kicked things off by asking you two questions, and they were this. Who do you want to become? Who do you want to become? Regardless of your age, regardless of your uh, uh, retirement, how do you want to be remembered? (laughs) What do you want to become? And then how are you going to get there? What steps are you going to take? you got to have a plan. you got to have a roadmap. you got to have some direction. The The truth is all of us are becoming something. The big question is, are we getting closer to the person that God wants us to be or further from the person that God wants us to be? Because my prayer is, when I say, what do you want to become? I mean, we've asked our kids that from a very young age. What do you want to become? I want to be a fireman. You remember that the kid that said, I want to be a, uh, what, do you, what was it, dump truck? I can't remember. I want to be a dump truck. I was like, oh, you mean you want to drive? No, I want to be the dump truck. 
You know, kids say the darndest things. But when I ask, what do you want to be? My heart is that you want to be the husband or the wife that God has called you to be. That, that you'd have a desire to be the parent that God has called you to be. To, to be the employee. <laughs> Somebody said, preacher, don't start meddling. I won't. I'll stay safe. The employee that God wants you to be. But my prayer is, when you say, what, when I ask, what do you want to become? My prayer is that you become the per- that you have a desire to become the person, the man or woman of God that he wants you to be. So my question is, are you getting closer to that person of becoming that person? Or are your choices and decisions driving you further away from becoming that person? Right now, we're all, all of us are heading towards a destination that we know as the future. Right? But when we talk about becoming and what the future looks like, it should never be a mystery. You know, people, you, you, well, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really know what the future holds, and, and I, I, I don't know. But listen, the future should never, should never be a mystery because it's not a mystery. The future, you, will always be the sum total of your actions, your beliefs, your decisions, your prayers, and your thoughts. If you show up and arrive today that used to be the future, now it's present day, you are where you are because of your actions, your beliefs, your decisions, your prayers, and your thoughts. Basically, it sums up to this. You will always get to where you're going to. Did you follow me? You'll always get to where you're headed. My question is, where are you headed this morning? Meaning, whatever direction you're heading in, that's where you're going to end up. Anybody, let me, let me, let me use this as an example. Anybody, anybody remember uh, getting your first credit card? I'm talking about as a student, like high school. It's miraculous how they know to start sending you stuff, right? Y'all remember that? And you're like, you're like, wow, somebody sees value in me. But you know, it wasn't really that much. It was like that $200 balance. Y'all remember those? Y'all remember those? Did anybody remember how you felt or what ran through your mind when you got that first statement? This is not my bill. This is somebody else's bill. How in the world? This can't be my bill. I maxed out all $200. What happened? The cool thing about a, a credit card company is they will outline every step that you took to wind up where you were. And for me, it would be like Krispy Kreme, Krispy Kreme donuts, Starbucks, Chick-fil-A, Starbucks. Sorry, y'all, the fast has been 21 days. I'm just coming at you. It would be stuff like Chewy's, Starbucks, Texas Roadhouse. Everybody said, what is it with Starbucks? Because I'm not really that big on Starbucks, but my, the, girl, the ladies in my house, Ansley Grace, it don't matter what city. If we're in a third world country, if there's a Starbucks within any radius, her ear, it's like it turns into like this satellite. Dad, that way. We don't even need Siri or GPS. She knows the way. So what I'm saying is, wherever, whatever steps you take, whatever steps you're taking right now, whatever choices you're making in your life and in your marriage, hello, it's taking you somewhere. Where is, it, where is the destination point so far? Where, where are you looking to see? You should know. It should never be a mystery about why you ended up where you did. It was your choices, your beliefs. Come on. I'm just going to preach it because I know that's what he wants me to say. You don't have to shout me down today. I already know this is exactly what he wanted me to say. 
I know the reason you're being quiet because it's real tight up in here. Oh, me. It's tight, baby, but it's right. Amen. It's to, it's to get us to a place where we, are, we become the men and women that God is calling us to be. You will always get to where you're going to. If you don't like where you're going, you're the only one that can change it. If you don't like where you are, you can change it. We're talking about becoming the future you. Let's go to Matthew chapter 16. I almost totally skipped that whole verse. This is really where we're going to land today for just the next few moments. Matthew chapter 16. I'm going to start reading at verse 13, and it'll be 13 through 16 in the NLT version. It says this, When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea, of Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do you say, excuse me, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. Then he asked them, but who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Today's talk can really be summed up in this one sentence. The thoughts you believe will determine the person that you become. So let me ask, what is it that you have to believe in order to become the person that God wants you to be? I think every one of us have an idea of the person God doesn't want us to be, right? But what is that that God wants us to be? And what do I need to believe Because Jesus asked them, he said, I know who they say that I am, but who do you say that I am? What do you believe about me? Listen, what you believe about God is going to set the course of how you live the rest of your life for God or not. Based on what you believe about him. Okay? So for me, if I I want the future me to be more confident in who God is calling me to be, and and I do, If I want the future me to be more joyful and more full of peace, and I do, if I want me in the future to be a better dad, a better husband, a better friend, a better pastor, what is it that I have to believe today in order to become the man that God wants me to be tomorrow? Why is this so important? Proverbs 23, 7 says it this way, For as a man thinketh in his heart, or thinks in his heart, so is he. I heard Pastor Groeschel say this one time, that your life is headed in the direction of your most strongest thoughts. Listen, men don't step out on their wives and have an affair and go buy, go buy those other extra phones that, that the spouse, they, they don't do that off of just like the first time. There was a thought process that led them to where they, oh gosh, there was a thought process. It was just a thought. It wasn't even an action. It was a thought that led him to a bedroom that didn't belong to him. <laughs> I'm going to tiptoe back over here because that's kind of heat. That's the heat. Listen, listen, ladies, ladies. Ladies don't fall out of love with their husband on, over the first time that he d- d- just blows a gasket. And, 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 then, and, then that, and then that guy at work that notices the new dress and, and, and wow, what's that fragrance you have? Let me tell you something. He's setting you up because he's already been thinking about where he's trying to get to. Oh, is this too real for you? Listen, it started with the thought as a man or woman thinks in his, their heart, so are they. What you thinking? Where's your thoughts? 
It's not fun being the preacher that when none of that, what I just said is not in my notes and the Holy Spirit's putting that in me to say, and y'all are looking at me like, oh my God, I can't believe he's saying this. Because the world needs to know the truth. And even the church needs to know the truth and expose the enemy to say it just didn't happen one time. They were already there before they got there. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So let me ask, is your life heading in the direction that you feel would be most pleasing to God? Matthew 16, 15 again says, but who do you say that I am? It was A.W. Tozer that said, what you believe about God is the most important thing about you. What you believe about God is the most important thing about you. Listen, at some point, every person on the planet or who has ever been here on planet Earth, according to the Bible, will one day bow their knee to God, whether you want to or not. That group of people, the atheists that say there is no God, it's going to be a hot newsflash, baby, when he shows up and they are forced to bow down and declare that Jesus Christ is Lord, whether they want to or not. Because he's Lord. There is, there's many little gods. There's little, but there's only one God. Only one God created the heavens and the earth. And he did more to, to us. He spent more time on us. He created us in his image. Romans chapter 14, verse 11. I'm just going to go through these. I know they're on the screen for you. It says this. It is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me and every tongue will acknowledge me. What's he saying? He says there's going to be a day that every knee on the planet will bow. And at Release City Church, listen, we exist to make sure as many people as possible on this side of eternity get to hear the good news and the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ that they are loved regardless of where they've been, what they've done. That's why we're here, so that you can hear that even though you are a Christian, come on, ain't nobody in here that is sinless. I don't care if, I don't care, I do, it, it's, it's not. You have a sin nature. You may not be creeping into someone else's bed, but you'll pay, you'll take God's tithe money and pay somebody else to watch it and let it entertain you, watch somebody else do it for you. I'm not knocking on the movie theater. We went and watched the movie this weekend. But it matters what you think about God. Let me just get back in here. It matters what you think. Who is Jesus to you? Listen, if you believe God to be some bully, tyrant God who just wants to take from you and put demands on you, if you believe that, it will determine who you become. There are people who have walked in and out of church and said, I don't want any part of that because the church has actually shown God to be that way. I, 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 he's big, he's a bully, he's a tyrant, he's up there with a big whip, and he's waiting to bash you every time you, you want to go steal a piece of candy. Shame on us for, for being the church, being the body of Christ, and misrepresenting his love for his creation. Who is Jesus to you? You know, I've had conversations over the years with people in ministry that, you know, they say, God's mad at me. You just don't understand God. Listen, if you think that, it's because you don't know him. You don't really know him. It may hurt the heart of God. If, if, if Ansley Grace or our other two girls, if they do something that, that it would be something we wouldn't want for them, it may crush me, but she's always my kid. 
my, my daughter. Same is true for God. Let me, let me drop this one on you. The thing that you've got to understand about God is this. When God looks at you, he knows everything about you. So every time he allows an obstacle in front of you, it's because he understands that who you are is bigger than what you're facing. Let me say that again. Anytime there's an obstacle that God allows to, to be in front of you, he leaves it there because he knows what's inside of you is bigger than that thing. Who is Jesus to you? What do you believe about God? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Peter responded based on what he believed about Jesus, and that believing was, part of, uh, part was the start of Peter's becoming. Y'all remember Peter? Peter was the cussing disciple. Man, Peter went from one extreme to the next. Peter always had something on his mind, and he always told you about it. I mean, he went from, I love Jesus, you're the Messiah, to just months later, he, he denied to a little girl that he even knew Jesus. Come on. And even before that, he, he went from loving him to then going in the garden and, and, and cutting off. It's one thing to defend, but he cut off the ear of the soldier. It, what am I saying? Peter was a hothead. Huh? Anybody in here? Wives, do not bump your husband. Right there, I know, I, I know. Some of y'all was like, my husband, you know, hot hand. Everybody say, change. It is so. And yes, it is. Okay, okay. Listen, it's been said that the reason that human beings run towards addiction or a destructive lifestyle is because, again, remember, it's what you believe about yourself. It's because they don't, they don't want to be average, but yet they don't, they don't believe that they can be great. So what do they do? They run to the exact, exact opposite. The bottle, the pills, the what, whatever that is, destructive lifestyle. The reason people steal is because they don't believe that they can create. They don't understand that God placed greatness on the inside of you, so i got to go steal something from you because surely, I, listen, anybody can go and change their life. If you've got breath in your lungs and you can be mobile, forget that. If you've got breath in your lungs, you can change where you are. It goes back to that D word that I said at the very beginning of church, desperation. How bad do you want it to change? The reason that a lot of people walk into a room and feel like they have to audition to fit in is because, it's because they feel like they don't have anything to contribute. Have you ever been that person? Like you, you walk into a room? I'm talking like introverts right now. I know you don't believe this. Your pastor is one. <laughs> I know. It's shocking, isn't it? Because this is the anointing, but what I prefer to do is just come in, sit quietly, and just, just watch. But when there's a demand and a call on your life, you choose to do what God wants versus what you're comfortable at. I, I, I'm going to say this on behalf of everybody, every, every leadership member in this ministry. You have something to contribute. The Bible says it. God placed greatness inside of you. He placed purpose inside of you. Don't hide what God intended you to share. When I started putting together today's talk, I was thinking about Peter. And if we, we rewind the clock to when Peter met Jesus and, 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 and Peter was confessing that Jesus is Lord, then, then denying that he ever knew him just a few months later, Peter went from walking on water, same Peter, 
to cutting the soldier's ear off. Again, God uses, God uses the craziest people to accomplish the most extraordinary things. I'm a complicated dude. If my wife was up on the front, she'd be saying, yes, it's so. And the fact that he uses me blows my mind because I'm the most imperfect person. Please help me that I'm not the only one in the room. Okay. But he chooses to use me to help encourage people not to give up, not to lose hope in the spite of difficult situations. And you know why I can say it and believe it? Because he allows me to go through the same stuff and then stand and go, well, you're going you gonna, to you gonna, you gonna take what you share with them? Are you going to pick yourself up? Are you going to look at how things could be changed? So I'm, this message preaches to me a whole lot harder than it preaches to you. Let's, 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 look, let's look at 1 John real quick. Are y'all good? Are y'all good? Go ahead. Yes, sir. <laughs> 1 John 1, 35 says this. This is, this, is when, um, <clears throat> this is when Peter met Jesus. The following day, John, John, this was John the Baptist, John was standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard this, they followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following and said, What do you want, he asked. How many knows everybody wants something? They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come and see, he said. It was about 4 o'clock in the afternoon when they... When they went with him to the place where he was staying, and they remained with him the rest of the day. Verse 40, Andrew, Simon, Peter's brother, was one of those men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, we have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, your name is Simon, son of John, but you will be called Cephas... Which means Peter, and later we know as Rock. I want you to see what's happening here. This is John the Baptist. John was a kooky dude. All right, it says John's attire was camel skin. I don't know about y'all. Y'all been around camel skin when it gets wet? Have y'all gotten around any animal that lives outside when their fur gets wet? It what? It stinks real bad. This dude wore camel hair, camel skin, and he ate bugs dipped in honey. That makes for a real crazy R group. Can y'all imagine his small group? You just underneath the tree, it just says these dudes with flies probably around and they stink, right? There, you know, and they and they dip in locusts and honey and, and mm, good stuff. Y'all hungry yet? You're like, I just lost my appetite. B, keep going. Listen, he was a strange dude. Andrew shows up with his brother and says, Hey, Jesus, this is my brother Simon. Jesus looks at Simon. I'm going somewhere with this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And he says, Oh, I know, but from now on, I'm going to call you Peter. Now, back then, your name was your identity. So Jesus literally changed Simon's identity. Some of you have been in here, and people have held you to your past bad choices. Ain't nobody in here ever made, not made a bad choice. Hello. There are people that you know that are trying to hold you to, but what you need to understand is you're not that person. You may have done those things, but that's not who you are. See, when Jesus, when he came and saved you, he changed your nature. He changed your identity. So when God looks down at you and and me in my jacked upness, he doesn't see jacked up B. He sees Jesus, his son, whom he loved, and he's well-pleased. Listen, God is well-pleased with you 
If you don't hear anything else that this preacher says today, you need to know that God is pleased with you. He is changing. He's changing some identities in here, even as I speak. Because there's there's a belief system. Because you can't become, you cannot become if you don't change what you believe about yourself. It's kind of like this. If somebody offers you a pack of cigarettes and you're trying to quit, it's the difference between saying, I'm trying to quit or, sorry, I'm not a smoker. I don't do that anymore. It's what do you believe about yourself? I'm not preaching on cigarettes because they won't send you to hell. It may smell like you've already been there. I'm just kidding. There's a preacher joke. Please don't get offended. That one, I came from the preacher vault. I just pulled that out. My dad's a pastor, was a pastor all my life, so I hear, I hear stuff and sometimes it just comes out, so I'm not jacking. But what I'm saying is, it's the difference between what do you believe about yourself? Sorry, I'm trying to quit. No, I used to. You may be trying to quit, but you need to see yourself as I'm done. It is so. Yes, it is. Y'all missed a good time to just clap right there. So don't get mad at Pastor B, Okay. Because I'm not that preacher. I just try to have fun sometimes. I don't like being around Christians who don't want to have a good time. Because Jesus said, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. That means if you got humor, then give them more. Listen, it's the whole reason that Jesus came to save you. He did not come to save you for you to stay the same. So, if, listen, if, uh, let me say it this way. Let me just be real. If you got saved and you're still doing some of the same stuff you used to do before you got saved... I'm not saying you're not saved. I'm just saying something's got to change because you can't get to where he wants you to be still following the same path and the same direction that you've always went. I told you before, if I want to go to Disney World and just because I get on 75 because 75 dumps me off at Disney World, if I'm doing 75 North, baby, I'm going to the ATL. I'm not showing up in Orlando. Hello. You can be saved, but you're not going to get to where you're going if you don't see where you're supposed to be. And if you don't care, then why are you, what are you doing? See, people try to place grace like a, like a free get out of hell card. And then say, well, I, thanks God, I appreciate that, but I'm going to live how I want to. You're missing out on so much that God wants for your life and your family. Man, I'm, I'm jacked up like I just took an IV of Red Bull this morning. And I didn't. I just know that Don and Debbie will be here next week and I don't get to preach, so... I'm giving you everything I got today. I'm just kidding. Don't miss. Hey, listen, do not miss next Sunday. Anointed worship and ministry of the word, I'm telling you. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. I'm going to wind down just a minute. I'm almost there. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point. Remember, think about how Jesus changed Peter's identity. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a what? New creation. The new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Jesus gave Simon a new name as a sign that the old is gone. The new is here. Did that mean from that point on that Peter did it right? No, he did not. But Jesus called him the rock. Jesus founded the the reason we're here today as a church, is because he, he put Peter in charge of all of it. And Peter was the cussing Christian. See, 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 see. Mm, mm. Traditional church would be like, well, you don't have the proper credentials. 
Jesus wants to pick the people that nobody else would pick. Why? To show that he has all power. And what Jesus saw in Peter was the rock. He saw what Peter's potential was. And I'm here today to tell you, he sees the potential in you. Do not walk out of here and go, oh, he talked about me smoking. Or he talked about this. And and I got a cell phone and all this. Listen, he sees you, but he sees the potential in you. And he is calling you to be more. He wants to change your direction from how you've always done it and how you've always been, finding yourself in the same old dead spots. And he wants to call you out and get you to to this spot. Oh, I saw this quote. Let me share this with you. I'm I'm, going to land the plane. There is a person, there is a person in Christ that you already are positionally. That's what it means when we are the right, we've been made in right standing with God. We've been positioned there. And now we're learning to live like it practically. That's what we're in here for, to learn how to. God already has positioned us in right standing with him. Now he's saying, let's learn how to live like it. Change. Change. Oh, I'm talking to me. That person cut me off in traffic. (laughs) Y'all know? I may say something. Listen. But God still, he's calling me out. Lose your temper, Bradley. Lose your temper, Bradley. Say, I'm going to jam on me so y'all can look at me and feel uncomfortable for me. Because y'all like, you've been putting it on us pretty thick today, B. Let me put it on me. I'm the same way. But when he sees me, he sees me as being in right standing with my heavenly father in spite of who I am. Because he sees greatness in me and he is calling me forward. And he's doing the same for you today in this house. Hallelujah. When God changes your identity, he's doing it in closing. Let's get there. Come on. (laughs) Woo! When God changes your identity, he sees sees the future self. I didn't expect that from one of my leaders and my elder. We're closing. Yes, we are, brother. Yes, it is so. (laughs) I know. I'm I'm just messing. I'm just messing. Listen, I don't know how you see yourself today. I don't know how you looked at how you felt about yourself when you walked in here. It's time for some spouses to start picking up your spouse emotionally. I'm gonna speak to because I, I I know I show a lot of, of of emotion when it comes to the destructiveness of what the enemy can do when we don't have a surrendered life, what he can do in a marriage as far as adulterous affairs and that kind of stuff. But let's just be practical. Man, there's some spouses. You know your spouse. You've been married for umpteen years. You know you know when they're having a bad day. Don't come in trying to push all the buttons to try to find out what it was. Man, just go put your arm up. Man, the other day, Amy had a rough day. I just walked in the house. She looked at me. She goes, you going to hug me or what? I knew, but I was a little slow, but she'll always bring daddy around. (laughs) Listen, it's time for us, it's time for us to, to, it's time for us to be connected with our spouse and be like, man, it's going to change. It is so. Yes, it is. We're in this together. We remove the I quit option. There is no other option. 
I don't know what you came in here looking like today in your mind, but I'm telling you, you can have a new identity before you walk out of here in the last couple moments that we have. You are the workmanship of God created in Christ to do great things. But you are a work in progress. For those of you that have already accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, listen, there is a person that you already are in Christ positionally. And you will spend the rest of your life learning to live like it's true practically. I want to leave you with two questions. And then Adam, come. Megan, I got you. I got you. I don't know where you went, but I, we'll, we'll, we'll put you back up here very, very soon. Pastor B went a little lengthy. But I'm telling you why. It's not because I think I got something that you need to hear. It's because I know that God has something that you, you need for your life. I want to leave you two questions. What beliefs do you need to build up in order to become? What beliefs about yourself do you need to build up in order to become? Remember, we're talking about your future, you becoming the, the man or woman of God that he's calling you to be. What belief system do you need to change? And then, what beliefs do you need to bury in order to become? Remember what I told you? You may have done those things in your past, but you're not that person. You need to bury those things. Listen, when, when Pastor B and Amy got married, I didn't do everything right. I ain't always done everything right while we've been married. And it would be very easy for me to believe the lie of the enemy that says, you did those, you're still that person. That's a belief that I've got to bury. Because if God doesn't see me that way, why in the world would I? I'll tell you why I believe that. Because I'm listening to the voice of the enemy that's telling me, you did it, so that's who you are. Once a sinner, always a sinner. Not until you meet Jesus. And you can leave today with an identity change. If you're here today with every head up, every eye open, and the whole room looking around. Because Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me before men, I'll be ashamed of you before my Father. Ain't nothing shame me about this, right, what I'm fixing to do. If you're here today and you say, I need an identity change. I need a shifting in my belief about myself. Would you just throw your hand up? I just want to pray for you right where you are. You're not coming forward. I need a shift in my belief system about myself. Father, you see it? You see, God, here we are. I need a shift in my belief system. I need to see, I need to see me how you see me. This is how he sees you with every hand up, with, with your hand up all over this room, hands all over this room. And those watching online, you can be doing the same thing. If you're driving, keep one on the steering wheel and put one in the air. This is how he sees you. Clean. Sinless. And loved. Clean. Sinless. And loved. That's how he sees you right now. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. In Christ, there is no condemnation who walk after the Spirit and not the flesh. 
So when I get when I get saved, I need to start changing my direction. And it may start for somebody today where you start changing some direction and you start you start taking small steps. I'm not saying you take one gigantic leap, but you take a small step, and before you know it, next thing you know, you're you're feeling stronger. And when that stuff comes up, you're like, nope, not today. It is so. Yes, it is. That is not me. I'm not that person. It's not, I'm trying to let it go. I'm not that person anymore. Your identity has been changed today. But I didn't come forward. There was no altar. You didn't lay hands on me. No, I'm saying I don't need to. Jesus said your identity through your transparency, your identity is changed today. Stop believing the lie of the enemy. I'm done. Adam, come. Stop believing the lie of the enemy. Start putting, start concentrating this week on becoming more of the man or woman of God because he created you so you're of God that he is calling you to be God show us this week God show us this week who you are calling us to be thank you for making this new so that we can be more like you Well, thanks again for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you. And until next time, the best is yet to come.